Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. When the stagecoach for Stockton stopped at Milton, 20 miles away, Dan Reed, teenage nephew of the Lone Ranger, waited expectantly to go aboard. You riding this stage, son? Yes, I am. Then climb in, climb in. I have time to make up, and I'm leaving as soon as I toss off this mail sack. Take this, Jack. Dan opened the coach door and got in. He just had time to sit down when the stage started on its way. Get up! Get up there! Come on, get up there! There was only one other passenger in the coach, and when Dan settled himself and then raised his eyes to look at the man sitting across from him, the boy was somewhat startled to see the thinnest person outside of a carnival that he had ever met. The eyes in the gaunt, hollow-cheeked face were closed, and for some time Dan, in spite of himself, stared at what might pass for a skeleton in clothes. Suddenly, Dan realized the man had opened his eyes and was watching him. Oh, I'm sorry I seem to be staring at you. For a moment, the man didn't speak. 
Then Dan received another start when a deep-throated voice answered him. <laughs> I reckon you thought someone played a trick on you and shoved you in with a skeleton, huh, youngster? No, sir, but I... Well, I... It's all right, boy. I had a bad case of typhoid a couple of years ago with complications. Ever since then, I've been a six-foot bag of bones, you might say. <laughs> Fact is, uh, folks back where I come from got to calling me bones. Bones Milbank, that's me. Glad to meet you, Mr. Milbank. I I'm Dan Reed. Nice meeting you, Dan. You going far? Stockton. I have friends waiting for me there. Getting off there myself. My widowed sister-in-law always said if I'd come to their place near Stockton, she'd fatten me up. <laughs> I already eat like a horse without results. Aren't you worried about being thin? Nope. Worrying only makes folks get thinner. You can imagine what would happen to me if I lost any more weight, eh? <laughs> I'm afraid to walk past a dog right now. <laughs> well, I hope the change does you good. Well, thank you. Say, that's a mighty nice-looking metal horse head you're wearing as a neckerchief holder. Looks like gold. Oh, it is gold, sir. A friend of mine gave it to me. Sure, a nice gift. Say, uh, if you have a horse, ride out to the Circle M Ranch tomorrow and meet my sister-in-law and her boy, Denny. Uh, Denny's about 21 now, has a job near Stockton. He'll be home to see me, though. If I get a chance, I'll come out to see you, Mr. Milbank. Yep. Uh, Holy cow, must be a holdup. Golly, I, I see some horsemen coming. They do look like outlaws. Whoa, whoa there, whoa, whoa there, whoa. Here they come. They're all wearing bandanas to mask their faces. Yeah, no use drawing a gun against so many. Oh, 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 oh. Throw down the cash box or we'll plug it. Sure. Right away, mister. There it is. There's four of them, Dan. Come here, get off your bronze and get that box. Sure thing, right, Stu. Gosh, that must be Stu Rector and his men. You know him? No, sir. But I know he leads an outlaw gang that's hunted by the law. I'll see the passengers. Here he comes. All right, hand over whatever cash and valuables you have. I don't want any... Holy mackerel, it's a living skeleton. Hey, you better hurry up. We... What are you staring at? At that hombre. Look at him. For Pete's sake, is he alive? I'll be alive long after you hombres are hanged, my friend. <laughs> Listen to that voice, will you? I expected to hear something like might be heard from a whistle. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is something. You better get on with your business. Here's my wallet. It's almost as thin as I am. Yeah. You aren't kidding, mister. What about the boy? I have two silver dollars. Here. Might as well take them, Stu. Yeah. Now take that fancy neckerchief holder, too, Button. No, wait. Hand I... it over. Oh, all right. Here. Solid gold, too. Come on, let's get going. All right. Now, you... You watch out you don't get any bones broke between here and where you're going, skinny. I hope to be in one piece when we meet again. Next time, I'll pick you up in one hand and toss you in a graveyard where you belong. Let's go, Sam. All right, All right driver, get that stage away from here. Get up! Get up there! <laughs> they were so amused by my looks, they didn't think to search me, son. Most of my cash is in my pockets. I'm sorry about your gold neckerchief holder, but uh, something tells me you might see it again someday. Who knows? 
When the stage arrived at Stockton, Dan Reed mounted his horse Victor at the livery stable and rode to the Lone Ranger's camp in the hills. Dan told them about the thin man on the stage and about the holdup. What makes you sure it was Stu Rector's gang, Dan? One of the crooks called the leader, Stu. I see. Driver reported the holdup to the sheriff. Mr. Milbank and I went with him. Even the sheriff was surprised when he saw Mr. Milbank. Did not seem him as thin as you'd say, Dan. Oh, but he is, Tano. Six feet tall and awfully thin. He was mighty nice, though. I'd feel sorry for him, except that he doesn't seem to mind how he looks. Looks don't make the man, Dan. People can't help their appearance in cases like this. Isn't that right? I... I'm sorry they took the gift you gave me. If they're caught, you may get it back, Dan. Did you notice anything about them that might help us? Well, I... I did notice the lower part of their boots had some sort of shiny dust on them. Oh? It twinkled in the sun when they moved. Mm, might be mica dust, Hunter. Isn't that right? We could find out where they picked up that mica dust. It might be our chance to capture the gang. Isn't that right. Me go to town tonight. Ask if someone know a place like that. Tonto made careful inquiries in town, but without result. The following day, while the Lone Ranger and Tonto searched the hills for the gang, Dan mounted Victor and rode to the Circle M Ranch. It was a small place, and when he stopped in front of the ranch house, Bones Millbank came out to greet him. Oh, oh, Victor, ho! Oh. Easy, boy, steady. Hello, Dan. Come on up and sit on the porch. Kate will be right out. We uh, saw you riding in. Thanks, Mr. Milbank. <laughs> sit down, Dan. Thanks. Oh, this is my sister-in-law, Kate Milbank. Kate, this is Dan Reed. I'm glad to meet you, Mrs. Milbank. I'm mighty happy to meet you, Dan. Oh, do sit down again. Thank you. Bones tells me you were with him when the stage was held up. That's right, ma'am. I'm glad he was able to save most of his money. My brother-in-law is smarter than most people think, Dan. <laughs> While people are thinking about how mighty thin he is, he gets the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something in that, Kate. Oh, say, look, here comes Denny around the house. He came this morning to stay a while with me, Dan. Hey, come up, Denny, and meet Dan Reed. Howdy, Dan. Uncle Bones told me about you. Hello, Denny. Denny is plenty husky for his age. <laughs> sure doesn't take after me, does he, Dan? Eh? <laughs> well, uh, of course he hasn't been <laughs> sick like you were. Oh, well, good for you, son. But you don't have to worry about hurting my feelings. I, I sort of like the commotion I make, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> he wants us and everybody else to call him Bones, Daniel. Yeah. Says that's sort of like his brand, you might say. <laughs> As Denny spoke, he raised his boot and placed it for support against the porch railing near Dan. Dan's attention was drawn to a faint covering of shiny, sparkling dust on the boot. You, your uncle says you work near town, Denny. That's right, I do. Oh, and that reminds me, Mom, I, I have to leave for a while. Oh. In fact, I may not be back till morning. Oh, you must go so soon, son. Well, that's too bad, but I reckon he has to attend to business, huh, Denny? That's right. I may get word to you later, Uncle Bones, if things work out the way I planned. All right, I'll be right here waiting. I thought you came here for a rest and to get some flesh on your bones. I declare the minute you and Denny met, you had your heads together on some secret business or other. <laughs> now you're just imagining things, Kate. Mm. Women have a way of doing that sort of thing where men are concerned. Anyway, if I sit around and let you fat me up, I'll have to change my name again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be confusing just when we're all used to calling you Bones, Uncle. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 
I hate to run off like this, but I'm due at a certain meeting soon. Nice seeing you, Daniel. Thank you. Bye, Mom. I'll see you when I get here. And don't give all the best food to Uncle Bones while I'm gone. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, Denny. Uh, Denny's a mighty fine boy, Dan. Mighty fine. He's very friendly. Denny has a way with people, young and old. Our ranch is doing poorly, and he helps by bringing in the money he earns. What does he do, Mrs. Milbank? To tell the truth, Dan, I don't rightly know. Every time I ask him, he says it's a secret. I suppose it's some kind of work that he thinks might cause me to worry. But he doesn't realize I worry more because I don't know. Oh. Bye. Goodbye, then. I think I'll have to go now, Mr. Milbank. I'm mighty glad I came out. Oh, so are we, son. Hey, come again any time. Yes, do. I was hoping you'd stay for some vittles, but maybe next time. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye Dan. Dan. been trained to follow a trail, rode to the entrance of the ranch and quickly noticed that Denny had gone up trail. Come on, Victor. The boy turned in that direction and followed Denny for some distance without being seen. Though Denny wasn't in sight, the trail led through a pass into a hidden valley. Dan hoped that Denny would lead him to the outlaw gang's hideout, and he approached the pass with the intention of proceeding cautiously in case Denny was in sight beyond it. He slowed Victor's pace as he came to the valley entrance. Easy, Victor, easy. He had barely started through when a shot rang out. Oh, Victor, oh, boy, easy, Ray, easy. Don't move, you. Get here. Come on. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Look, Tex, the youngster was following Denny. Yeah, he may be young, but he looks smart. What's the idea, Button? Speak up. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just following the trail through you're here. You're lying. You were trailing Denny to the hideout. Well, that's where you're going. And when Stu Rector gets through with you, you'll be glad to tell anything you know. All right, you. Get moving through the pace. And this gun says you don't pull any tricks. Dawn. Come on, Victor. Get him. Get him. Get him. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Dan Reed as he started through a pass into a hidden valley. Realizing he had been following Denny Milbank, the two men forced Dan to go with them into the narrow valley. They stopped at the far end where the floor of the valley was covered with shiny, sparkling mica dust, which had drifted from an abandoned quarry nearby. Oh, who the hell? Oh, 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 easy. 
They dismounted in front of the smaller of two cabins, which was the headquarters of the gang leader, Stu Rector. All right, you nosy little coyote. We'll tie you up in Stu's cabin until he comes back to camp. Get inside. Then, still standing near Victor, suddenly spoke sharply. Go home, Victor, go home! Sam, grab that bridle. Yeah, I have it. Hey, Tex, I can't hold him. He's kicking up with his front hooves. Ho, ho there! Go, Button, calm that horse or I'll plug him. Ho, Victor, easy, boy. Doggone, Tex, for a minute, he almost got away. Well, this fresh maverick better see to it his horse stays under control. Or I'll shoot both of them without waiting for Stu. Sam, see if the horse will go with you to the lean-to to be hitched. Then tell Denny to come here. All right. Now, come on, get him. Easy, Victor. Go on, fella. Go on, hurry. Now, you go into the cabin, Button. Go on. I'll tie you and keep you here till Stu comes back to camp. Yeah. He's going to make you answer a lot of questions, Button. He can count on that. Get it here. There. That'll hold you. The finger says Denny only stopped a minute and rode on through the valley. Said he'd be back later. He had something to do. Yeah. Well, maybe it's better to let Stu question the boy before Denny knows we caught him. Denny knows the youngster. He might decide we ought to let him go. Button, we'll keep you right here to talk with Stu. At dusk, the Lone Ranger and Tonto returned to their camp. They waited until dark for Dan to come back. A bright moon shone, and the two men could see some distance down the trail as they watched anxiously. Finally, the Lone Ranger remarked, Dan should be here by now, Tonto. Frankly, I'm worried. The Circle M Ranch isn't far from here. Isn't that right? Maybe Dan stayed to supper. It's well past supper time now. Anyhow, I don't think he'd stay. Then you think... Something happened to Dan? Oh, I hope not, but I intend to find out. Go right to that ranch and ask about him. Let's go. Uh-huh. Easy, 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 fella. Let's go. A short time later, the masked man and Indian stopped in front of the small Circle M ranch house. Wait here, fella. Uh-huh. Yes, what can I do? <gasps> Land sakes. Bones. Bones is the masked outlaw. Don't be frightened, ma'am. Forget the mask. I'm not an outlaw. I have my gun, mister. Just what Say, step aside, Kate. He's not going to do you any harm. That's right. I came here to ask about a boy. He met you on the stage and he came here today. But don't tell him anything, Bones. That mask. It mo- isn't masks that bother me, Kate. It's what's behind him that counts. What? I'll explain later. Now, forget the mask. Thanks. What about the boy? You I... mean Dan Reed, Reagan? Yes. Well, he did come here today. He stayed only a short time. He met my nephew, Denny. Then when Denny rode away, Dan suddenly got up and said he had to go. Oh? I remember seeing Dan step out there on the main trail and ride off in the same direction as Denny did. What direction was that? Up trail. Oh, thanks. Oh, I uh, thought I saw something sparkle there on the rug. Mm-hmm. Oh, reckon you did, mister. My son, Denny, tracked a sparkly kind of dust all over the house when he came in today. That's some I didn't find to clean up, I reckon. Oh, well, sorry to have bothered you. No bother, mister, not at all. 
Uh, why do you want Dan Reed, may I ask? He hasn't been seen since he came here. Oh? Well, he's a smart lad. Uh, reckon he'll turn up? I hope so. Good night. Good night, dear. Now, about Dan. He left early today. How do I notice some of that mica dust on the rug inside? It came from the boots of the young man who lives there, Denny Milbank. That means maybe Dan see dust on boots and think fellow with outlaws. Yes, and Dan followed him from the ranch. They rode up trail. We try to follow their tracks. Easy, said he'd be close. Let's count. night, Stu Rector arrived at the outlaw camp and entered his headquarters cabin where Tex and Sam were playing cards. That beats me, Sam. Uh, hi, Stu. You were away a long time. Never mind that. I told you hombres to stay out of my cabin when I'm not here. Now, what's the idea? Who's that on the cot over there? Well, that's a boy we caught trailing Denny into the camp, Stu. Yeah, and you know what? Sam recognized him as the same youngster who was on the stage when we stopped it yesterday. Bring the boy over here, Tex. <laughs> Go on time. You, Sam, get your lazy carcass out of that chair. Go tell Denny to come in here. Yeah, all right. I reckon he's asleep in our cabin. There you are, Buck. Now get to your feet and go over there. Stu wants to talk to you. Been tied up so long I can hardly walk. Here he is, Stu. Yeah, that is the same maverick who was on the stage with that skinny hombre. So you followed Denny Milbank here, huh? Well, answer me and don't lie about it. What difference does it make whether I followed him or not? You men say I did and kept me tied up all afternoon. Well, youngsters got spunk. Tell me what made you follow him. How come you suspected him? I didn't say I suspected come him. Come on, speak up. You wouldn't trail him unless you had a reason. Now, you tell me or so help me button, I'll clout you with my fist. Now, talk. I noticed the mica dust on his boots. I noticed it on your boots yesterday. The mica dust on his boots? Holy cats, Texas Maverick's a regular detective. <laughs> yes, sir, he's plenty smart. Yeah, and he may have been smart enough to tell somebody else about what he suspected, Stu. Ever think of that? I thunder, I'll soon find Hold out, Stu. Stu. Yes, Denny. What do you want, Stu? Sam here says you want it. Dan Reed, what are you doing here? He trailed you here, Denny, because he noticed mica dust on your boots. Like we had on ours when we held up the stage he was riding yesterday. You shouldn't have followed me, Dan. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry I found out. I like your mother and your uncle. Wait a minute, so Dan. So you don't... know each other, huh? And he knows your folks, huh, Denny? He got a wade yap all over the place about you being an outlaw. I sure wouldn't want to be the one to tell his mother that he's a crook like you. Keep your trap shut. Oh. Hey, the boy's hands are tied, Stu, and he's just a youngster. Dirty little sneak. I'll make him remember the day he tried to spy Hold on it, us. Hold Stu. I'll... Don't hit him again. Who are you to tell me what to do? I'll knock the daylights out of that young man. Hold it, I said. Reach. Don't any of you move. Hey, what is this? Denny, put down that gun. You're a fool to go against... Shut Stuart. up. And move over there next to Sam. Oh, golly, he's going plumb loco. All right. Now, Dan, turn around and back up to me. I'll try to loosen the cords on your wrist with one hand while I keep them covered. All right, Denny, I'm ready. <laughs> I'll have you loose in a second. Uh, yeah, that does it. You'll soon be out of here, Dan. Don't be a fool, Denny. Fingers is on guard outside. The button isn't going to get past it. Fingers is tied up in the lean-to. What do you mean, tied up? Ah, that's a bluff. Yeah, I don't savvy. Why tie up fingers? Now, listen, all of you. 
I didn't join this gang to get tough with youngsters. I'll not stand by and let you fellas slap this boy around. Don't forget, Denny, there are three of us against just you. You signed your death warrant by acting this way. I'll risk it. And Dan, before you go, get behind him and take the guns. Be careful. I'll be ready to plug the first one that even moves a finger. Go ahead. All right. You're all in front of me, and I'll shoot the first one who makes a move. I have Remember the guns. that. I have the guns. Here they are. Right, good work, Dan. Put them on the table there. That's fine. Now, hurry. Go get your horse. Why don't you bring their guns and come, too? They'll kill you if they get the chance. That's right. Hey. Drop that gun, Denny. Fingers. How did you get here? Next time, you better be sure to not your tire tight enough, Denny. I got loose, come along, looked in the window, and sneaked in the door behind you. Drop that gun! Good work, Fingers. I saw you sneak open the door. That's why I didn't move when the boy took my gun. Otherwise, I'd have grabbed him. I'll take back my gun. And now, Denny, you yellow-livered back double-crosser, I'm gonna put a slug right through you. Denny, look out! No! I'll plug Denny for you. You not shoot! Oh, Hanks, our gun's on the table. Come on! Hold it, both of you. Now look, a masked man at the window. You stay back. Oh. Not try to get guns. I'll get those guns. Good. Uh, I have my gun now. We have the crooks uh, under control. You all right, Dan? Yes, sir. Oh, 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 oh. Well, Denny, looks like you got him dead to rights even before we got here. <laughs> Wait! Masked man and Indian are holding guns. Cover them, boys. Right, They're both all right, Sheriff. How about for both of them? Sheriff, if it hadn't been for the masked man and that Indian, these crooks would have killed me and probably the boy, too. Stu Rector had stopped at nothing. I found that out. I don't understand. I know Dan followed you here, Denny. Yes, but... he thought I was a crook. You see, Denny's really working for me as a deputy. He joined the gang to get the goods on him. What? I didn't know Dan suspected Denny or I would have kept him from following him. Then he knew I was an ex-deputy, so he wrote me asking what I thought about his joining Richter's gang to get evidence. I advised him to go ahead. Then I came here to see how he was making out and to get a rest at the same time. I got word through Bones that Denny would be ready for us to raid this camp tonight, mister. My plan didn't work out, though. I tied fingers, but he got loose. I would have been killed and the gang gone by now if the masked man and Indian hadn't come along like they did. That man, Stu Rector, is wearing the gold neckerchief holder he stole from me yesterday when he held up the stage. I'll get it for you. I'll take that, Rector. <coughs> yes, this is a special holder I had made. Then that's proof this gang held up that stage. We'll have enough evidence against them before we're through. Here's your neckerchief holder, then. Thanks. You have plenty of men, Sheriff, to take care of those crooks. Thanks, Denny, for what you did for Dan. We'll stop by and see you and your uncle before we leave the territory. All right, let's go, Dan. Toto, adios, everybody. Adios, bye. Bye. <laughs> I reckon that masked man is wondering how come I put in a good word for him at the ranch and when we came in here. But being I'm so skinny, he didn't recognize me. I uh, used to be more than twice this size when I rode in a posse upstate that helped him capture a big gang. Oh. <laughs> I see. Yeah, of course, I could never forget an hombre as outstanding as the Lone Ranger.
is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank <laughs> you.